in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Right now it is 12.06 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Good afternoon on this uh, Monday. If you're on vacation, all right. So maybe we're not off to the best start, but let's uh, give the week a chance. Good day to get yourself organized a little bit and see what is uh, is happening out there. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and it's brought by Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. They are having a just a fantastic season. I am not surprised. Uh, you know, everything is that they work hard. Great service. They're open seven days a week. They're a full-scale nursery, and it's Rhode Island's number one garden center. And it's PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. Folks, stop in. <coughs> excuse me. Stop in and see them today. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs. Maybe you have a few days off. Maybe you take everybody's taking care of their property, making sure it looks the best it can. And it all starts with PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They are right off of Route 4. Look for them also on Facebook. Tropical Mandevillas, Hibiscus Plants. They have uh, terrific screen loom, mulch, uh, all available pickup and delivery, full-scale nursery, everything you need, plus crushed stone. They're open seven days a week. Gift certificates are available. Again, look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, um, again, at 12.08 in the Ocean State, good afternoon. It is I, it is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. I want to um, advise you, check out the website, dipietro.com. We have some information that no one else has. What else is new? Um, On the website, dipietro.com, first let me uh, just round out. Again, we have uh, great sponsors on the website, dipietro.com. Such as Home Again Consignment, located Governor Francis Shopping Center, fine furniture, art, antiques, uh, jewelry, glassware, and also they do estate sales. Stop in and see John. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 5. Look for them on Facebook. Home Again Consignment. They have great stuff. So, <coughs> excuse me, not a COVID cough. On the, um, the website, dipetro.com. Uh, where we have a lot of original, unique content, stories that we get ahead of everyone else and that we post, and there are stories that the media stays away from. Uh, one that I want to draw your attention to is that there, apparently the Rhode Island motorcycle gang war that has erupted. So now it's my understanding. Now there's two that they're talking about, the Pagans and then also uh, Hell's Angels Providence. So now we also we have footage up from the North Providence standoff and so forth. But um, if you ch- click on Rhode Island motorcycle gang war erupts, you're going to see the story that we have. No one else has it. And it's my understanding that this is the white car that the shooter was in. There was a shooting Saturday night. The Pagans were having this celebration at their clubhouse in Pawtucket, Lafayette Street, uh, not far from Blackstone Boulevard. It's kind of on the Providence Pawtucket line. Police were watching them, and I don't know how this even happened, that somehow uh, there was a shooting that took place. Now, it's my information that inside the car were a group of Latino gang members, uh, Massachusetts license plate. So we're not sure which gang, but that's my understanding. So there's, there's a lot of speculation in the media that, that this is some kind of a war between Hells Angels, Rhode Island, over on Mesa Street, that's in the, the West End, over near the Cranston Street Armory. And then the Pagans that are based, uh, well, they're, they're kind of floating all over, but they, the headquarters is right there in, in Pawtucket on Lafayette. So uh, that's a unique story. No one else has that. I have the picture of the car. You can see it right there. <coughs> and... Um, and one of two things happen. Either the police are going to catch up with the shooter or, or other people are going to catch up with the shooter. Now, folks, the other story, this one cannot be ignored. And I want to give credit to Channel 
Channel 12, uh, FBI closing in on McKee. Governor McKee, this could be, become, just be the beginning of the end. This could absolutely be the be, uh, beginning of the end if it's not over already for Governor McKee as a member of his crime family. Um, a senior advisor to Governor McKee was arrested in Vermont over the weekend. So, um, listen, you know, what, what, what exactly are you running? Are, are, are you the governor or is this like, the, you know, another member of the McKee crime family? I, I don't know this individual. Uh, I don't know how, you know, if he's a senior advisor to Governor McKee and he's getting arrested for a felony in Vermont over the weekend, then it explains plenty. Now, also, folks, a story that the media is trying to ignore, primarily because they're afraid of her. But Senator Mack tells voters to perform a sex act on her behind. Now, the media, they're, they're afraid to report this. The double standard that comes in would be if, if she happened to be a Republican they would surround her house and be banging on the door and highlighting this. But because it's Tierra Mac and because of who she is and the way the media thinks of her and they, they want to think of her and basically afraid of her, they, she gets a free pass. So it's really disgraceful. But as far as Governor McKee, um, you know, if you're a McKee supporter, I, I think it's, you know, you, you have to start to be realistic here. Um, how how in, in God's name is he going to win? You know, how is he going to compete, I should even say at this point, with the primary when you're looking at these types of headlines? Senior advisor to Governor McKee arrested in Vermont. Um, you know, and in, in, in on top of this. Uh, Governor McKee says we, we wish the best for Chris Farrell. He's now on leave. What does that mean? Um, well, it doesn't sound like they're going to fire him. But but the, um, the FBI thing, in my mind, that's just the death knell. And um, as much as now I notice in the photo op, the governor was doing a um, a groundbreaking on something. And this is where they all get the shovels out. So notice now, no one wants to stand next to Governor McKee. Sheldon Whitehouse goes far right. Uh, Speaker Joe Sakachi goes far left. Senator Reid makes sure someone's in between. So there's an unidentified individual. And then the mayor of Warwick gets stuck standing next to him. Not even... Not even uh, Langevin wants to stand next to him. Um, so I, I think that's pretty telling that no one wants to be next to the gov- directly next to the governor with the, sh- the shoveling. They all want to have someone kind of blocking. And, uh, and Sheldon Whitehouse is the most dramatic. That he is like, I don't want to be standing anywhere near the the guy that's under an FBI probe. So the hits keep coming for Governor McKee, and I want to repeat: um, can can he survive a, a Democrat? I, I don't I don't see how he survives the Democrat primary. How can he? Not that there's going to be a lot of debates, obviously, because it's now moved to ballot harvesting. But how how is is he going to get up onto a stage? And try to have some semblance of a reasonable debate as the stories just keep hitting him about this this FBI probe. And the answer is, listen, it's not your imagination. The answer is he can't. He absolutely can't. What's also kind of um, interesting to me is Governor McKee has essentially blamed Channel 12 for a lot of his problems. Um. And they're the ones, uh, Brian Crandall of NBC10, he's the one, uh, he's the one that broke the story that the, the FBI probe was going on. But Channel 12 then, you know, they come back and then they break the story that now the University Club is, is um, um, 
is also, you know, in, in motion with that. So um, I want to play um, that Channel 12 piece. What What is just ironic is Channel 12 traditionally has done, you know, the most as far as debates. Um, and now, you know, as much as they'd like to try to get Governor McKee, and he's trying to negotiate with them, saying, I'm not going to stand up there if you're just going to ask me questions about the FBI probe. So he doesn't want to answer questions about that. And now he has one of his senior advisors is arrested on a felony. So um, my, my point is, like, Channel 12, I don't want to say they were in hot water because they haven't done anything wrong with this. But it's just kind of. You know, as much as they're trying to assure the governor, listen, we'll give you a fair chance if you come up on stage with us and debate. And then they break the story that the university club's involved. This is the Channel 12 story. McKee's senior advisor arrested felony charges over the weekend. The hits keep coming. Uh, Mr. Farrell is on administrative leave uh, to deal with some of the health issues that he's dealing with. And um, other than that, I'll... I'll let the process roll out, and um, we, uh, you know, certainly wish the best for Chris. All right, nothing about once he gets back, we're going to have him back in the fold. Notice nothing saying he's an important piece of the puzzle here with the McKee campaign. Uh, nothing remotely close to that. Instead, you know, Governor McKee, what that that is like? You want to talk about lack of an endorsement? You know what else is surprising? Talk about. Like kicking a guy while he's down. How about, hey, you know, he's a vital, important part. We need him back here. Folks, the fact that the FBI is now moving in on the university club, that also shows you that that the investigation is expanding, not wrapping up. Governor McKee's office declined to say whether they've been subpoenaed or contacted by the FBI about the ILO group. Well, you know, what, what do you mean? Uh, they, they have that wrong. They're not going to say if they've been subpoenaed. Go- Governor, listen, this isn't a personal matter. The, all of the actions that he was involved with took place while he was the governor, even though it was the brand new governor and taking over for, you know, Ramundo. But to say an act, Excuse me, almost like it's a personal, it's not a personal matter. All of this happened while, in fact, he was the brand new governor. It's it's like it was over before it began. He's the one that got involved in this. Now, the fact that they're going to the university club, they're going to have surveillance photos. They want to see if stories are matching up. And or I've heard someone's talking. I heard someone's talking. This is the Channel 12 story. Channel 12 investigation contract controversy. We've learned investigators have served a subpoena on the University Club, an exclusive Eastside organization in Providence. It's all part of an ongoing investigation into a state contract awarded by the McKee administration to consulting firm ILO Group. The news was confirmed by the president of the club's board. As Target 12 first revealed, ILO Group was formed by employees of a close confidant to Governor McKee and was launched just days after he took office. The state awarded ILO Group a lucrative education contract. It's unclear what information investigators are seeking from the university club. The president of the club declined to comment on specifics. Well, the fact of the matter is what that should tell you, and it tells me, is, you know, Governor McKee was acting. Well, I'm going to play. You know, he was acting. It's no big deal. When, you know, when this thing, whole thing wraps up. Do you remember his whole speech? <coughs> Excuse me. Who's going to have the courage to write that story when you come up empty? Remember as he was lecturing the media as if, and Brian Crandall even said, Governor, it's not us. It's it's the FBI. And then Governor McKee with that very defiant, you know, uh, who's going to have the courage to write that story? When the dust settles and you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to write that story? I mean, the, 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 the fact is, like, what is he talking about? The, the, the media is not investigating Governor McKee. It's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, 
the FBI that's investigating Governor McKee. So his whole rationale, you know, acting kind of, you know, you're not going to find any stains on this jacket. You're not going to have Dan McKee to kick around anymore. All misplaced. You know, what must be frustrating with him is they have no one to blame but themselves. They're, they're the ones. They're the ones that instituted this whole thing. Governor McKee did. He's the one that, insta- in, you know, uh, had this whole thing. So this thing that he wants to get angry and, and blame others and, you know, as if the media is ganging up on him. It, you, you could certainly make the argument that the media has gone kind of light on him a little bit. Uh, not too much. I would argue that I think that Channel 12 has done some um, solid reporting on this. I wouldn't say that they were overly aggressive. This was um, Governor McKee, where then he was, you know, throwing down the gauntlet with both the media and the FBI. Yeah, so I know there's a, it certainly is a topic that is of, of discussion. And my message to the people of the state of Rhode Island is to remind them that it was, a, as it was a state of emergency. State of emergency. That, uh, that when I came in. And, uh, you know, I think we have to keep on reminding people who are reporting on this that um, we had the lowest vaccination rate. We had the highest death rates, the highest um, infection rates. Uh, it was a state of emergency. It was a true state of emergency. So, and I never, I always did what was in the best interest of the, for the people in the state of Rhode Island. And I never overreached the authority that I had as a governor. But I would also say that when the dust settles, a question for you, uh, when the dust settles and you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to write that story? Crandall says it's governor. It's the FBI investigating. I'll repeat. When you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to write that story? Now, what's sad is he thinks that that was a big, you know, pork boy was saying it was a mic drop moment. It it actually wasn't. Um, It's poor talking points. Um, As we've said right now, folks, at 1224, what, what we have learned is Governor McKee is, I, I, you know, and again, I know this isn't going to sound positive, but he's like a reliable car as long as you don't have to go like above 40 miles an hour. That That's it. If you're doing just errands, back roads, fine. He can't go 60 miles an hour. He certainly can't go 70 miles an hour. He cannot. He... He's a he's as Justin Katzko, he's the safe prom date. He's he's doing I'll give him this. They're doing everything possible to try to scramble and come up with a way to try to win this primary. I don't think he's gonna win the primary. I think what they have to be cautious of, the McKee campaign, is just where they are going to settle. Where they're gonna settle, meaning it, could he finish third? Is there a possibility, you know, that he's going to finish third? I don't know about fourth because Matt Brown, I don't understand the Matt Brown thing. <clears throat> Unless they're just doing tremendous ballot harvesting. But Matt Brown is like nowhere on the scene. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Monday is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now, listen, the next time you have an emergency... Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich at Med Urgent Care. Comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families. They are cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. Now, remember, whether it's walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, um, and right now, this COVID uh, variant that's going around, it's very contagious. It's very, very contagious. I know of someone that tested positive for, uh, for COVID. And they offer, for the, someone that really gets hit, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. Folks, stop in. Two locations, Johnston, 
1524 Atwood Avenue at Med Urgent Care and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. This is where I went when I had an emergency. If you're tired of the long waits in the emergency rooms, at Med Urgent Care is your option. Folks, this portion of the program, again, check out our website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings, three locations. The brutal locations, we were there on Bald Hill Road in Warwick just last week. You also have Atwood Avenue, Johnson, Cherry Hill, and then Pontiac Avenue. I love Brutal Awakenings. Delicious fresh food, delicious sandwiches, great drinks. It's a great place to gather. Brutal Awakenings. And that one on uh, Bald Hill Road, is just they have a bar there. They have a liquor license. You sit outside, the comfortable patio. It's just fantastic. That's where I take all my meetings. I'll see you at a Brood Awakenings. Folks, I want to, I'm um, at 1227, and I'm going to be cautious because, you know, obviously I like to run a family-friendly uh, program, and we don't want people feeling that for different reasons that they cannot, uh, you know, listen or, or anything like that. But I want to draw your attention um, to the website, to petro.com. Because we have the story up that the rest of the media is trying to ignore. And actually, two stories. One is the media double standard on Democrats and Senator Mack. How come State Senator Tierra Mack, with all her embarrassments, with everything she's putting out there, purposely trying to inflame people? Purposely trying to poke her finger in the eye of people. Purposely trying to shock people. How come there's never a question about her to especially female, right, uh, Democrats that that are running for office right now? When you have a Republican running for office in, in Rhode Island, you are, they are asked, you know, did you vote for President Trump? Would you vote for him in 2024? Who, who do you think won the 2020 election? Uh, what did you think of January 6th? Blah, blah, blah. <coughs> it's one question about Trump after another. Where are the questions for the women in office about Tierra Mac? Why not? She's high profile. She's got national attention. She claims international attention. When's the last time that happened with a state senator? How come Nellie Gorbea is not being asked about Mac? How come Helena Folks is not being asked? How come Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos is, is not being asked? Do you think that that was appropriate? Do you think it was um, maybe a little juvenile, a little immature, perhaps unprofessional even? You know, do you that not one question that is posed to them? And the latest is... Senator Mack has decided she's trying to outdo herself. And again, this is all on the website, DeBetro.com. Now, I'm going to be careful with the language. But I'm going to actually play her TikTok, which the language, it's fine, except she's talking in crude um, slang. Crude slang. And she is so proud of herself. She thinks she's such a star. And she marches up to the camera, twerking, blah, blah, blah. This is the, the latest. going to shake things up, literally. We need more leaders who are going to fight for the people and let them eat cake. Oh, send her back. We need more leaders who are going to shake things up, literally. We need more leaders who are going to fight for the people and let them eat cake. Now, as much that seems odd, someone tried to correct her, saying, you know, those were the words of Marie Antoinette, who was um, very uncaring and when asked what should be done about the peasants, and she gave the famous line, you know, let them eat cake. So now, fast forward to 2022, and apparently that expression takes on a completely different meaning when you go to what they call the urban dictionary. So I have it posted on the website. I'm not going to read all of it, but it's, it's actually, it's a sex act. It's, um, 
it's it's uh, you know a certain <clears throat> um, a certain act performed on a female with a large shape behind. So that's what she's now saying. And there's this woman that's running for office, Anita Jacobson. Let this is I put the the Twitter back and forth. Let them eat cake is a famous quote attributed to a leader who has frivolous disregard for the circumstances and needs of the public. And Max says, I guess you haven't heard of bad girl Riri. Bad girl Riri. So she's talking about Rihanna. Rihanna, the pop star. <clears throat> and Rihanna had a song, Birthday Cake. And it's a substitute word for women genitalia. Like in Rihanna's song, Birthday Cake. So they do it for a reason to substitute bad erotic words so they don't get censored on the radio. Like sugar means sex in the Maroon uh, Maroon 5 song. So she is now doing this whole thing on basically let them, uh, you know, I don't know how else. And she even has a birthday cake with candles around it attached added on as an emoji in it. So she's referring to the Rihanna song. Um, A singer named Joe Jonas used the phrase for his debut album. He has confirmed um, eating cake by the ocean actually means something else. And the cake has substitute word for that, like in Rihanna's song, Birthday Cake. And that's exactly what Tierra Mac. My point is, folks, just to bring us back to center here, is I that is the most whatever word you want to use. All right. For some people that may say, boy, that's provocative. Others may say that's vile. Others may say that's, you know. We need more leaders who are going to shake things up. Disgusting. We need more leaders who are going to fight for the people and let them eat cake. And then a little birthday cake appears at the end. So now, I don't know exactly what that means. I'm not going to attempt to try to translate for Senator Mack if it's kind of a a thing someone may say, kiss my behind, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she's definitely inferring it's of a sexual nature. And, you know, there's, there's not, we're the only ones writing about it. So no one's going to, you know, no one's going to tell me that there isn't media bias. <clears throat> I'm not saying it should be on the front page of the paper. I'm not saying it should lead the newscast. But what we're talking about is... Whether there's going to be accountability within the media for someone who's decided that they want to use graphic images, language. Now, who knows how she would spin that, right? You're not talking about a rational person. Who knows how she would say, oh, no, that stands for celebration, for peace and love and empathy and compassion and coming together and celebrating life. I mean, you know, you just never know the nonsense that someone like that is going to spew. But I come back to if this were a Republican, right? What would what would um, what would the local press do if a female Republican candidate was seen at Hooters or was seen, you know, was was doing a flyer at the Foxy? Saying, you know, trying to get some votes, um, trying to get voter excitement. I, I, don't, I don't know, something akin to that. They, they, they'd, they'd be all over it. And again, the whole thing comes down to whether or not they do the knocking at the door outside. Much like they did Justin Price. Senator, Representative Price, are you home? Senator, or Representative, right? We went to the House, no one was home, blah, blah, blah. It is not your imagination. It's a double standard. So I believe, you know, you have some women that are running, right? You have Joy in the CD2, Joy Fox, Aaron Morgenthal. How come they haven't been asked? Gee, what do you think of Senator Mack? 
Do you think that that's liberating for women? Do you think it's setting women back? People are reacting to her in a bikini, um, upside down, shaking her behind, in, in, a, in basically emulating a sex act, because that's what twerking is. She's like, oh, no, twerking is, that's of love and peace and understanding and compassion and, and people coming together. And, oh, no, it's, it's a form of friendship and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's like all nonsense that she spews. <clears throat> How come Sabina Matos, lieutenant governor, why hasn't she been asked? Gee, what did you think of that? And then let her answer. Don't let them say I didn't see it. They all saw it. Right. Uh, Deborah Gerio running for lieutenant governor. What do you think of that ad? Do you think that is that positive for women? Do you think it's a step back? A lot of women said, hey, I don't like it if I'm running for office and people describe my hairstyle. I don't like they describe how I look, what I wear. I don't want that. I want to be judged to my ideas. And then enter Senator Mack upside down with the twerking on the beach. It's it's worthy of a question. It is. At least start with the female candidates. And I will also say at 1237 on this Monday, I think, you know, we discussed about it, uh, discussed it earlier with our segment Politics This Week with Justin Cass last hour. I think it's a missed opportunity by Ashley Kalis. Um, I get that they're afraid of Senator Mack. Oh, my God, you can't. <clears throat> what if she hit back? What if we offend her? What if, uh, you know, she's insulted? What if she starts saying we're racist for anyone who would buy that and buy into it is not voting for you anyway. If you went out and took a real poll of what voters think of her upside down on the beach doing that, um, I'd say it's at least, you know, 90-10, maybe 95-5, meaning 90%, 9 out of 10 people have a problem with it. And I believe where Ashley Kalis, who is the GOP candidate for Republican for governor, I think where she missed a real opportunity are independents because it would have gotten some press. She could have put out a statement about it. The Republican Party did. But Ashley Kalis, you know, go on camera, say as a female candidate, I, I have a problem with it. I think it's unprofessional. I think it's immature. And I think there's no room for it in politics. Boom, period. Has nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with gender. You know, would Tierra Mack get upset? Yeah, but if Ashley Kalis had done that, she may, may have ended up on Fox News Channel, on Tucker Carlson, as someone that was willing to step out and speak out against it. And that might have helped her fundraising. You know, not every issue is about taxes. Not every issue that resonates has to be, you know, a serious issue. It's voters are looking to align themselves with people that ultimately they feel best represent their views. That's who you vote for. That's who we vote for. Someone choosing something. That's why, you know, politicians will put on a Red Sox hat. That's why they put on a Patriots hat, because they want to say to the voters, hey, I'm just like you. I'm a Patriot, New England Patriot fan just like you. I'm a Red Sox fan just like you. That's what they're trying to do. Now, no Democrat would take a shot at uh, Senator Mack. But it was a missed opportunity by Ashley Kalis. And quite frankly, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, I'm going to repeat what I've been saying all along. In order to win that race... In order for the Republican candidate, Ashley Kalis, in order for her to win the race, I'm not saying it's fair, but she, she would have to run a perfect campaign or as close to perfect as possible. <clears throat> and she's not doing that. And they're not doing that. They're not. I've seen people that have run really well-run campaigns and... And many times in that situation, it's not fear. The Democrat opponent can make several mistakes and still get away with it. But I think the best example is that governor of Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin. The guy, he ran a perfect race against a very tough politician in Terry McAuliffe. 
Um, and that took place last in, in, in the fall of 21. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, he started off, he went to an event and he was wearing a red vest. And the red Republican in a vest, it just worked for him. It just, I don't know, it looked, it looked good. And that kind of became his staple. He became like a cartoon character. Every time you saw him, you know, every time you see Fred Flintstone or Homer Simpson, they're always in the same, right? They're in the same outfit. So <clears throat> suddenly Governor Yunkin, every time you saw him, he was in this red vest. Never mind, he's a tall guy. And he ran a brilliant campaign where he really was smart. Was whatever, whatever issues he went into the race with, where he landed was where the public was, which was siding with parents against critical race theory and what's being taught in the schools. That's where it landed. That's where he landed. You know, where he started issues that he thought were going to be important, that became the issue. And then he caught a break. In that September debate, when Terry McAuliffe said, frankly, it's, it's, it is in the, the um, business, excuse me, business of parents, what's being taught in the schools. And that just reaffirmed things for him, meaning <clears throat> that really highlighted the issue. There was also a situation where on a conference call, Terry McAuliffe said we're getting some pretty strong headwinds out of Washington, and that was the first indication just how unpopular Biden was, because Biden had won Virginia. So my point is, Governor Glenn Youngkin, he settled on that issue. Uh, Parents' rights, no critical race theory, and built upon it with some other good, right, along with some other good issues. But that really became the focal point. And the independent voters, and especially independent female voters, he got their vote. Because that's ultimately what decides elections in places like Virginia, and certainly a place like Rhode Island. So just to finish the thought, it is my belief that if you took independent voters, voters in Rhode Island, sometimes they vote Republican, sometimes they vote Democrat. They may have voted for Trump in 2016, but then they voted for Biden in 2020. They may have voted for Gina Raimondo. Um, they, they're true independent voters. You know, they're not on board with Black Lives Matter. Maybe they, they didn't vote for Hillary. But I'm willing to bet that those individuals... Um, I'm willing to bet that those individuals, that they would have a hard time with Senator Mack. And they would frown upon it, and they would gravitate towards the, um, they would gravitate and be very open to a candidate that calls it out. You know, they may not know her tax policy. They may not know that much about her. But all they know is there's the group of Democrats running for governor and then this her and she's saying, I think that's wrong. Now, I do want to um, and I, I fully recognize folks as some people. I get it. Some people like she just wants attention and stop talking about her and blah, blah, blah. Um, and she just she can't stop here. Yeah, she just tweeted, pay attention to who talks about my body versus body of work. I fight for the people, not for the trolls or Tucker Carlson. So um, I have no idea who this this woman is that did an interview with her. This whole business of twerking and uh, see, and I'd like to play the video and I can't. So her whole, she just will not stop. You know, they're paying attention to my body, not my work. I'm a black queer person, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
I, I lead with joy, authenticity, liberation. She's just so full of it. And my point is, don't let the Democrat Party. I know many people right now, you're listening. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. You, you, you know, when a Republican is being interviewed, they want to talk about issues and Biden and how out of step the Democrat Party has become and how it's gone so far left. But all they're asked about is President Trump. All they're asked about is 2020. All they're asked about is January 6th. All they're asked about is, are you going to vote for Kevin McCarthy for speaker? All they're asked about, are you going to vote for President Trump in 2024? So my point with the Democrat Party locally is don't let them off the hook. They don't want to talk about Tierra Mac. They don't want to talk about President Biden. Don't grant them their wish. I guarantee you they don't want to talk about it. And they need to have, she needs to be remain visible from now to Election Day because the question is really easy. And that is, you know, are you in step with her? Where she is a total fraud and selfish, immature individual is, and she has terrible spin and talking points. But if someone goes after her, she will then just continue to, you know, or she'll say that's because of her gender or race or sexual preference. But I've talked about coming up is the one year anniversary of Maya Brophy Behrman. And if you go through all of Senator Mack, all of her social media, you won't find one reference to that. You won't find one reference to a 24-year-old girl who would turn 25 this Saturday, who was mistaken, case of mistaken identity, shot and killed one mile from where Senator Mack lives. Now, one, you could go through her Facebook, Twitter feed. You won't find one mention of her because she doesn't matter in the eyes of Senator Mack because she's white, because she's from the suburbs, because it has nothing to do with incarceration, because it doesn't have to do with abortion, because it doesn't have to do with Black Lives Matter. None of that stuff. You, you won't find any reference of that. That's what I find the most appalling. Folks, this, well, one of the most appalling. This portion of the John DePietro Show at 1249, and it's by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, committed to staying on schedule, free estimate for any project, J. Perry Paving. Call them 401 732 1730 401 732 1730 letter J J Perry paving. Why not get your driveway paved? Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big or small the job, experienced skill team, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. J Perry paving has your back. You can uh, check them out on Facebook. Their website is also letter J, jperrypaving.com, J. Perry Paving. And remember, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them, 401-732-1730 for letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free estimate. Folks, good afternoon. It's 1250 on this Monday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. And this portion of the program, again, check out our website, petro.com and it's rushed by the Senadale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails. Check them out, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. Delicious food and drinks. You know, last Wednesday when I was at that um, police standoff, I was I thought we'd be finished early, and I thought I'd go there and have dinner. But who knew we'd be there till 2.30 in the morning? Senadale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, and right next door, Check out Stella Sweets right across from North Providence Town Hall. Most delicious desserts. The Senadale Revival. Well, folks, at 1251, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. And it's kind of interesting to me. The week for Governor McKee ended on Friday with Channel 12 breaking the story 
that he is the subject or uh, the university club <clears throat> as far as um, uh, has fallen into the FBI probe of the ILO contract. And now, how does the week start off? Governor McKee's senior advisor arrested in Vermont. So I think this is one of those things. I don't even see, if you're another campaign, I, I don't even think you need to put anything out. Um, Governor McKee, you know, no matter what he keeps doing, it's just, it's just not breaking through. It's, um, it, it's not changing the dynamic. Everyone has the story. Um, he, you know, people of the state have to decide, is this who we want for the next four years? And I think the answer is going to be no. I don't know what's going to happen with the lieutenant governor race. Um, I don't know about that. Um, but I think, um, I don't know what's, as far as the primary now. As far as the primary, because it's it's Sabina Matos, she most likely will win the Democrat primary. I'd be surprised if she doesn't because of the the Providence vote, because it's all about that. <clears throat> um, I also want to. Um, there is a big battle playing out right now in um, in Arizona. Because President Trump is backing one candidate and Mike, former Vice President Mike Pence is um, supporting another candidate. GOP establishment steps up block to block Trump ally in Arizona. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey has already helped block one of the former President Trump's allies from winning the Republican nomination for governor. Now he's hoping to repeat. He's part of an effort. To lift up little-known housing developer Corinne Taylor Robinson, former television news anchor Carly Lake, who's backed by Trump. Other prominent Republicans, Governor Chris Christie, have also lined up behind Robinson in recent days. So President Trump is backing this Carrie Lake. And you have Mike Pence, Chris Christie, who I don't think carries a lot of weight. But also the governor, former Vice President Mike Pence, will campaign with her on Friday, the same day Trump is scheduled to hold a rally for Lake, creating a split screen moment, underscoring the divide between the GOP and Trump. The push for Robinson reminiscent of how many Republican Republicans rallied around Georgia Governor Brian Kemp in the final stretch of his ultimately successful bid. To fend off a Trump-endorsed primary challenger. Now, I saw a piece on um, Liz Cheney. And she is um, way behind in that race. But it's an interesting piece how many people are behind her uh, in that. I'm going to repeat, folks, what I've said. I think... um, you know, you, you just wonder. I don't know if it's fully worth it to. Um, I, I just wonder just how much it's it's worth it for President Trump to get involved with a lot of these Republican primaries. Um, it's normally not done. Most of the time, most of the time, people stay on the sidelines, don't get involved in primaries. And then they just back whoever wins the the primary. But as far as on the Rhode Island front, I'm going to come back to the person right now that seems to be um, seems to be um, really running the most efficient campaign is former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. He seems to be. You know, Wall Street Journal also has a good piece. Just Bernie Sanders is upset. He blames Joe Manchin for the fa- failure of his agenda. You know, yesterday, and I'm going to play it next hour, Bernie Sanders was on this week, and he's going after Manchin. He's upset, and he can't hold back his frustration. And he unloaded on Manchin for the reasons for the defeat of his socialist agenda. 
You know, he sabotaged the president's agenda. But the problem was that we continue to talk about Manchin like he was serious. He was not. Guy who's a major recipient, blah, blah. There's always an excuse. This is the Wall Street Journal now. There's always an excuse when the left agenda dies. Someone was bought off by the rich. Only Bernie and fellow progressives are pure of heart and mind. He also said Manchin doesn't really represent the people of West Virginia. Never mind the polls show overwhelming support in West Virginia for Manchin's opposition to the Build Back Better agenda. While Manchin makes a convenient foil, Sanders knows that's more than a few House and Senate Democrats already quietly delighted. Manchin seems to have killed a giant tax increase less than four months before the November election. Their re-election will be tough enough already. 9% inflation caused in part by the Sanders agenda weighing down Democrats in the polls. The political reality, which Sanders and the White House won't admit, is their progressive ambitions exceed their mandate. They wanted to transform the U.S. economy and vastly expand the size and scope of government with the narrowest House and Senate majorities in decades. Sanders and the left hoped they could steamroll Manchin and Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema. The left came close, but in the end, the dissenters saved their party in the country from our future of fiscal, energy, and social welfare decline. So, you know, but the, they all like to point to it. Bernie Sanders was never going to be happy. But I'm a little, um, what we have to be careful of is the fact that, you know, folks, here, look what's going on here in Rhode Island. Governor McKee follows the progressive agenda. And people are not on board with the progressives. All they are is they're loud. They're just loud and they make a lot of noise and they sleep out at the Rhode Island State House. But you just have to stand up to them because most people are not with them. They're not. But they just continue to bully people. And bully Democrats within their own party. And so, you know, the, the left right now, AOC, the whole crew, they're all upset with President Biden. But this is where Governor McKee has failed. Where Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, former mayor of Cumberland, has failed. Is he just went so far left and people are not with him and people are not there. And they just try to shrug it off as blah, 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 and these ridiculous talking points. But the fact of the matter is, by following the left, by following the progressives like a Senator Tierra Mack, that is their undoing. All right, folks, it's 1259. Next hour, much more on the motorcycle gang war, more on Governor McKee, the FBI going after him, a senior Official in the McKee administration has been arrested. Next hour is radio only. Folks, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can listen online at the website, dipetro.com. It's John DePetro on this Monday. The Power Hours next. We'll be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.